Hello and welcome to In The Frame. This is our first West End Frame podcast since theatres closed, since we have been in lockdown. And I know it is a crazy time for so many people out there right now. So regardless of whether theatre is your job or not, I am sending you so much love right now. Things will get better and when they do, people are going to need theatre more than ever. So before theatres closed and before lockdown was brought into place, I actually recorded four more In The Frame episodes which we will be bringing to you over the next month. They are with four incredible individuals who all have very different stories to tell. Today's guest is Evie Rose Lane. You'll hear we reference self-isolating together right at the start of this episode. It was actually recorded just a few hours before those stricter measures were brought into place, which resulted in theatres closing. At the time, Evie was due to start rehearsals the following week for the UK tour of Footloose, having been cast in the show as Ariel. Footloose has sadly now been postponed due to the situation, but I hope that once everything is back to normal, the tour will be able to open, because once you hear Evie talking about it, you are going to want to see it. If you've been listening to our other podcast, The West End Frame Show, you may have heard me talking about Evie on several occasions recently. She is a major talent and she's gone viral on YouTube and Twitter so many times with her covers and mashups and original material. I mean, the likes of Limamon Miranda have been sharing her work and are obsessed with her. She is pretty unreal. Her talent is literally off the scale. Evie had a very different training route, so it was interesting to hear about that. We also discussed how she found her voice, her recent solo show, which sold out and was basically the best night of my life, and lots more, even including her love for Gareth Gates. I get all the best revelations out of people on this podcast. Um, It was a really fun episode to record. I loved every second of talking to Evie and hopefully listening to this will provide you with an hour of stagey escapism. Here is the interview. Evie Rose Lane, you're in the frame. I am in the frame, baby. That was so hard to say because it kind of rhymes but doesn't completely rhyme. Evie Rose Lane, you're in the the frame. Evie Rose Lane, you're in the frame. Um, Thank you for coming to self-isolate Oh my God, it's a pleasure. It's it's perfect. We we have decided that we're just going (laughs) to stay in this studio for the next week because we're underground. It's soundproof. It's literally, there's like padding on the walls. (laughs) We could probably sleep against the wall. Um... We're gonna. We're here to stay. We're just gonna stay here. This is gonna be a two day. This is gonna be a forty eight hour podcast. Everybody, <laughs> live commentary we'll from whole, the bunker. We'll do a whole series. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, so this is a kind of a crazy time for you because it's your last week before you start Footloose. Indeed. Um, Bananas. When did you find out that you were? I think it was on the 6th of November. Wow, that was a long time ago. A long, long time ago. And then they only announced it. I think what, like two weeks ago. So really, well, it was more than two weeks ago. When, it was not long ago at all. It really wasn't because, and we didn't know it was going to be announced. So we I just woke up and I was like, "Oh, 
<laughs> someone said something. But it didn't say who I was playing in the original announcement. No, it didn't. So people, I think, like some people were like tagging me who didn't who didn't know. And they were like, oh my god, great. And I was like, no, but like, it doesn't say that. I was, kind of, I was like, I don't know. I don't You're playing Ariel. I know, but I didn't want to like say that without someone else saying because it would be a bit obnoxious. By the way, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Boom it, I'm playing Ariel. So I just kind of like let it lie. And I was like, I'm just going to wait for somebody to actually like say the names because I felt a bit alarmed. Um, but that was, it was so, f- I was like, oh, now. But it's felt, people were like, oh, it will fly by. No, it didn't fly by. It's been like four, four months not flying by. Um, so it's been like the, and I'm not a very good secret keeper. So it's been. Well, what was the what was the audition process like? Did you know the show? I didn't really know the show. I've seen the movie mm-hmm. just because I feel like most living people have seen the movie. Um, I've never seen the movie. Well, so the movie is like. I'm bad though. I'm I'm just not but, a movie person. Well, I think I've just seen it because it's like it's on tv right the movie is so interesting to me because it's like i don't often do this but when i was watching it um i watched it again over christmas just for like research purposes um with my family and it's the only probably one of the only movies i've ever watched where i was like why aren't you singing like it was so it's so destined to be a musical and i was watching this movie and they have like this kind of long kind of dance numbers and i was like just sing why aren't you singing? I've literally never said that about anything. I'm often just like, why are you singing? But this time I was like, why are you not? So watching it, I was like, oh, it's like, it absolutely is correct that it's a musical. It's like perfect. And I also didn't know... <laughs> when I was in for it, it was just so funny because I was give, being given sides and I didn't, I was in for an ensemble, not ensemble, I was in for one of like... Uh, the, the other characters mm-hmm. and I didn't know who any of the people were and so I was in for that and then I got they were like oh actually now you're in for Ariel I, like, I don't know who that is so I like googled it I was like oh she's like the main person I was like well there's no one getting this now so I did that and uh, I was reading the sides kind of like round three I think and I was like this is so dark I think I just was like oh I think it's just about like oh it's a town and like dancing banned and like oh and then it's like oh no like children died which is like the reason why dancing is banned and I was like my god I did not realize it was like so emotional and now I have the script and I'm reading it and I'm like oh journey for Miss Ariel and a half (laughs) wow she goes through the ringer um, but I th- I'm so excited. I literally love it. I was like, I love this. I think there's such. Obviously, I do think it's it's surprisingly kind of emotive and and um, profound. But I also just think it's so um, joyous and uh, appropriate for any time of kind of mm. sadness. It's a show that people love, don't they? And it's a gu- yes. It's, it's it's almost like a guilty pleasure, but it's just people love to go and see Footloose. Everyone has their own kind of relationship with it. I agree. And it's when I kind of was ended up going getting to tell people and people I didn't really I don't, I don't think I've ever like discussed it as a show with anybody. I feel like these headphones are literally falling off my head. <laughs> Is there something wrong with me? <laughs> Is it me? There we go. Better. Okay. I'm sorted. I was having a crisis, um, and people were like it's my favorite musical, and I was like, I've never, I've never seen it, but it's just like it's so beloved, um, and I think for good reason. Like it's got such great songs, and kind of was quite an early jukeboxy thing, mm. kind of. But it's clever because they've used the pop songs from the soundtrack that's mm-hmm. in the movie, but they're not singing in the movie. 
But it's just really well crafted and kind of half jukebox, half not. So let's go. So you went through how many auditions did you have in the end? Did you have three? Uh, or was it more? No, 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 no. Quite a lot because we had two dance calls. Whoa! <laughs> I wish this was a video interview. We oh, could see the face really, that you just made. <laughs> really don't want to. Are you a dancer? I am now, everybody. <laughs> I'm a dancer now. It's so. It's not necessarily the part. It's not. I, it's not what I anticipated, but it, nonetheless, I'm very excited. <laughs> I was just like, it was just, it was just so. That's why I think, honestly, and I hear this from so many people in this industry, when you're kind of in for something that you're like, there's no way I'm gonna get this. Like, what is even the point? And then I got it, and I was like, maybe that's the kind of attitude. Yeah. Not that I didn't care. I was just like, I feel like this is. You just so... thought there was no way. This no is work way. Out. So had there been situations where you've been for something that you've really wanted, and you've been like tearing your hair out? I mean, I know I don't think I'm ever quite like kind of like, oh my god, I must, I must. Maybe like in the beginning of auditioning, which I think most people are. I try not to, because I'm such an eager person anyway, I try not to necessarily be like, I'm going to attach myself to this with all my energy. It's normally when you get, I would say for most people, when you get pretty far with something and you're like, oh, like, that's so cool. And like, oh, it's in reach. And then you don't, then it, then it feels like it sucks, I think, mm. when you feel like you've done a lot of work mm. um, leading up to it. Because you're not just kind of going in and being seen for stuff. You're like preparing things. And notably for like actor music stuff, I always find I... I'm just like practicing piano and I had to do that for Footloose I had to do piano I had to, like obviously there's lots of extra stuff because you had to do keys for it and it's quite hard keys weirdly um, so that we were kind of like oh I really would love this because I feel like I've done the, the work and the but this was really when I got to kind of the final round I was like what <laughs> what I was like I'm quite bewildered at that point I was like this is so this is so I remember when my agent called me to say I got it she was like are you sitting down where were you I was like I was in I was in my bed I was at, in Cambridge with my family and I was in my bed mm-hmm. and I got a call and I I know I'd a missed call and yeah. Bobby called I was like are you sat down I was like oh you're joking I was like you are joking so funny but I'm very excited I think it will push my my boundaries yeah I think more than the dancing what's what's so intimidating about it is she's like so inherently um confident and sexy which which is more of a a character challenge for me than the ability to move your body so that's I've been trying to get more like sexy clothing into my into my wardrobe Mm. to try and kind of slightly emotionally prepare for it like try and start living that that life rather than kind of like scrappy <laughs> scrappy like little woman wandering the streets of London I'm like no I must own this I must and you've been preparing oh my god yeah you were preparing on the train here right oh god <laughs> so I was on the train I'm, sorry, I'm totally like outing you here this is so mean I was on the train and it was a really empty train um and I was like well there's no one else in this carriage there was I just couldn't see anyone I was like well I'm going to be learning my lines because I want to be ahead of the game. Uh, <laughs> uh, learning my lines. And I I have to say stuff out loud when I'm, when I'm learning lines. It's the only way it goes in. And I was like, well, there's no one in here. So I was just like reading these lines out to myself. The train pulls in and I just see someone literally like two rows ahead of me stand up. And I'm just, 
I literally, they must have been like, who is this psychopath speaking, repeating Slash. the same words in an American accent? They got a one woman show on their trains into London. They should have been thrilled. I was like, this is so embarrassing. And I'm not norm- I'm not very easily ashamed, but I, I felt that <laughs> I'm really not. I'm normally very confident in my in my um, kookiness, so to put it like to put it in a nice way. But I really I really was like, this is the this is dark times that this one person had to sit and just listen I to me. That. They're lo- they're very lucky. They're, they're very lucky. They're blessed. They're blessed. And you've got to meet quite. You've got to meet some of the people already, right? You did a yes. kind of a. You filmed like a promo or indeed. a trailer. Yes, indeed. And also, like meeting it from the first time because you're going on tour with them for a I know. long stint. Well, because I met so Josh, who's playing Ren. We were like adjacent in, in the first round, so we got the tube home together. And I remember we both we were both in for other parts. Oh wow! Um, cool. And then, so we were kind of, uh, and we have lots of mutual friends, as everyone does in this industry. <laughs> so we were kind of on it, rooting for each other um, the whole way through. And I remember before the final dance call, he like we like met up and he, he we went through the dance together, um, which was so nice. So I was like overjoyed that he got it. Um, and then he knew other people, so we all kind of a few of I think it was like six of us mm. had a drink about mm. probably about a month after we got cast, which was lovely. And then, yeah, we mo- most of us, not all of us, met at this trailer filming thing. And it was just so nice. And it felt kind of surreal because, like, two days before that, I was, like, deep cleaning toilets at the restaurant I work at. <laughs> and then, like, it was just, like, so hilarious. I heard on the grapevine, as I just hear all the rumours, that you had this amazing outfit that you got to wear. Oh, God. I'm wearing... I spoke to Becky, who... Got the, who bought the costume for you. Oh, my God. This is a small world thing. Of course, small world. I'm wearing the jeans right now. Oh, these right are the now. jeans. You told me that she gave them to you uh, afterwards. She, they gave them to me. Listen, they look great. They are. I Getting into them is just like, when I had them on the day, I was like, listen, I have to wear these. They don't have anything else for me. So I just really concentrated on getting them done up um, in the room. Uh, and because so I was like, I can't, I can't not fit into these. It's not realistic. So had those uh the boots they managed to find because it's like the prolific red cowboy boots mm-hmm. that i think after the movie they were like this huge yeah, trend was, was the aerial boots because they're like her primary act of rebellion against her father is her red cowboy boots because she's like he hates them so uh and i think they managed to find some but they were quite big for me um and then these jeans were so small so when i had to kind of do like a, a soft like kind of ingenue run to to my boyfriend in the hallway it's kind of looked like a, a baby taking its first steps <laughs> just like waddling down the hall um but it looked great and the hair t- took a long time what was the hair well it's just the big laurie singer hair which is so fabulous so you're using is it is, is your hair you're not you're not getting a wig uh i'm not getting a wig very interested to see how they fare with it because it was a long process on the day um but look, I was like, I want my hair to be like this all the time, but that's not a realistic goal. Um, I was it's like, well, gonna be though. Oh my god, it's gonna be. Um, it's just very exciting. I hope they teach me how to do it. But um, <laughs> it was so cool. I was like, wow. I feel like, although everyone else had like crimped hair and like such crazy mm. fun clothes, I was like, and I just look like <laughs> a very cool person. And I was like, oh, she's got like. It was. I was. It was so funny to me because I normally would be the person shoved into the like, the denim skirt and the and the pink jumper and the crimped hair. But they were like, no. <laughs> You are like the, the the sexy woman, and I was like, sweet, cool, comfort zone, exited. 
but it's going to be fab. <laughs> it's going to be so fab. It was such a nice day, and Gareth Gates was my first love, so that was oh, big times. Gareth Gates is beautiful, right? He's so beautiful, but I, like, was obsessed with him. I don't know how to tell him. I don't know if I should. I'll tag him in this podcast. Oh, my God, please don't. He hasn't followed me back on Twitter. I'm really stressed <laughs> about it. I'm like, Gareth, I'm right here. Like, we met for, like, 20 minutes, like, f- a month ago. Why don't you follow me on Twitter? <laughs> he was fully sick. I, li- I had his calendar for, like, two years. Wow, okay, this is serious. Serious. I had his annual. Do you remember annuals? No, what so annuals? they were like, I'm sure people had this. I cannot be making these up. You got, like, annuals we're every the same, year. We're, like, the same age. I know, but, like, did everyone miss out on this? It was, like, books, and they'd have it for, like, every TV show, every person. And it'd just be, like, a big old, like, oh, book so full of information. Like, like, a Gareth Gates annual. Okay. I know I know everything about his life. Give <laughs> me yeah, what's the most interesting fact about Gareth Gates that you can tell me. Well, I loved him because he I was he was a chorister um, as a child, and I was a chorister. Weirdly enough, everyone's probably like, "Sorry," <laughs> like classical basic, <laughs> classical basics from me. But we were both choristers, so I was like, "We're." we're the same I'd, and that stuck with me I remember the image of him in his like in his cassock um, in the book and I must have read and I just calendar for two years honestly I was just <laughs> so devoted and I just like bump, when I like met him I kind of bumped into him on the set for this thing the other day and I was just like <sighs> couldn't believe it uh, it was like the most exciting moment he was so so lovely <laughs> so nice I was like it was just a bit of surreal moment and how are you feeling? So I know you haven't started rehearsal, so it's like uh, such early days. Mm. But are you like you got a sly plan to get some sort of amazing riff into this into the show? You know like, what? You know what? <laughs> we're gonna talk about like riffs the next twenty minutes. So this is just a little segue. Uh, segue. Um, it was like quite in the audition process. Mm-hmm. I had a chest infection for starters. I was very poorly through the whole thing. But it's very rare that I go into something, and I kind of try to do it quite. I do, I think people think I go into auditions and I'm just like, ah, like I'm really not like that. I sing everything, so I'm so like strict to, you know, fitting the roles and then doing so properly. Um, I think that's probably quite a common misconception. Um, <laughs> but I did it very kind of just like, A, with chest infection kind of uh, vigour, so rasp throughout. And I did it very straight and they were like, can you do something like, you know, like crazy for this, whatever? And I was like, really? Sure. Uh so evidently that was a goal of theirs to to find someone who wanted to do that. So that was quite an interesting um, thing because I don't get that very often. So I imagine they will that will be an aspect, but I do have to do it every day for like a year. So you need to be careful what you put in. I need to be like be like well. I can do it right now, but like I should probably do something that's that's <laughs> that's consistent because um, it's a big thing anyway. So, but I will. Um, obviously, it's all character driven, you know. Yeah. It's all. It's got to be character driven. It's got to have purpose. Um, it's it's. Gotta, so I will. I I don't want to do anything that's just for the point of it. But it also is like fun pop songs. So, um, got to have your own take on it. But I'm. It's great. Great, great old tunes. Oh, so, yeah. so good. I'm so excited to just have a jolly good sing. Really lovely. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think people do think I walk into things 
I say this is having like this vast fan base of like five fans, but they all they all will be like, oh, it's imagine more than five. It's like ten now. It's crazy. Sold out the dolls. God, so had God knows how that happened. I was very bewildered by that. Um, but I think I think people think I just like if you post something online, I think people are like, ah, oh, people do this. In, they must do this in every room. I'm like. No, like I'm not a crazy person. I'm more than my riffs. I'm more than well. I trained in straight acting, which is so funny. Um, I want to talk about. So, I want to talk about all of this. So, what I love about you is that there'll be some people listening right now who who like have stalked you on YouTube and on Twitter, and they'll be obsessed with your mashups and your arrangements and everything. There'll be some people who are, like yet to discover you, and I had been bagging on about you a little bit on this podcast <laughs> with the help of Kaylee McKnight on the West End Frame Show, saying. Um, that you're someone that everyone needs to be aware of. Oh, it's yeah. true. It's like, it's like, she's coming, people. She's coming. Oh, my gosh. Um, no pressure. So let's kind of like, let's let's rewind a little bit. Yes. So when you were younger, because you're also so musical as well. What you do in your shows and online and stuff, you couldn't do if you weren't, didn't have all these different talents that kind of come together. So what were you like growing up? Who was Evie? Were you into MT? Were you into like playing music? Were you into singing? Like, what was the sitch? I think... I was, I liked singing. I wasn't necessarily like, I didn't go to like any, I think I did like some summer fun like week programs mm-hmm. for musicals, but I just didn't really, it wasn't like. You weren't like a stagey kid. No, I really wasn't. I did like plays and stuff at school, but I didn't. And as I said, like, there was just like various things I did, but I never, looking now at A, some people who I know of my age in the industry and also like the kids who I, you know, teach and whatever, there's so much going on I'm just like I didn't ever do this kind of level of stuff I definitely like did music for fun I did I started learning piano when I was almost like seven or something okay. and I did violin and all that stuff and um, did you work at the grades and, and... yeah I did to an extent my piano teachers had a <laughs> quite a rocky relationship with, with music <laughs> teachers and music departments <laughs> because I think I just was wanted I know with piano talking to some of the teachers now who I've seen in recent times I just like they I think they would play something and I just would play it back and they were like no you have to like read the music and I was like why because like I just like can hear what you're doing so I just would like not do what they want I wouldn't do what they wanted me to do so I think they would just get very frustrated and I think I had to change teachers (laughs) quite a few times I think people were just like this is really stressful for us (laughs) so I think but I'm never I was not like I was such a polite like obedient child and there was no rebellion in me whatsoever but I think I was very I did like music much more for like my own I didn't do music like GCSE I didn't do music A level right I, as I said, music departments kind of had a bit of a mixed relationship with me because I wasn't traditionally kosher, I think. So I kind yeah. of wanted to do my own thing. And the schools I went to were quite academic. So if you were a music person, you had to be a very specific genre of music person. Oh, were you doing acting? Yeah, I did like lots of uh, school plays and things. Mm-hmm. I'm a hu- I was a big, just like bookie, 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 bookie kid. Um, so I love I'm still to this day just like full Shakespeare obsessive and did all that stuff and I did lots I did like GCC and A-level drama for example but I didn't do music because music was like mm. my thing I'd come home at the end of the day and do I'd sit on my piano and mm. and sing and figure stuff out but it wasn't like something I didn't do them combined very often mm. that was so when late. did you like make the decision to go to drama school or to try to go to drama school uh, I don't you know what it wasn't even explicit because I went to the States uh, I was highly ambitious. I want to know about your training, yeah. Talk to me about so, your training. 
I people was, take away a lot from hearing this. It's not your traditional. Like, yeah, 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 it's not traditional for sure. So I was very academic, um, and my parents are very academic. So it was kind of like an expected route. But I, being just like person who wanted to do stand out on Excel, because it's just the kind of just wanting to achieve and 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 be impressive, which is becomes rather a curse rather than a blessing. <laughs> um, but I was like, oh, I'm going to apply to American unis, and I have lots of people over there, like lots of um, family friends and stuff, because we lived there for a bit when I was a kid. So I was like, great, I'm going to do this, and I applied mainly to like academic schools. So I think I only applied right. to two drama programs mm-hmm. so I applied to Carnegie Mellon which was so terrifying I'm really glad I didn't get in there I was so frightened when I was there <laughs> especially for music I was applying there for music like I well I went and did like I was like whatever you want to accept me for I think you kind of go in for both um, and I got further with the acting with them because they just were like she's I'd never done MT before so I didn't really know what it was so I just like sang some songs and they were like that must have been so intimidating oh it was awful I just like had no idea what I was doing and it was the same at Tisch where I ended up going but I didn't get in for musical theatre um, but I went I just don't I didn't know everyone had like was wearing such specific things and had like rep folders and like I was like I don't know any I just didn't know what that was I didn't know anything I didn't know I basically took I, as I said, I did. I was a chorister for most of my childhood, so I did. I learned how to sight sing and all that stuff from doing, being, <laughs> doing choral singing, um, which probably was very helpful. I think it's amazing to be in choirs as a kid because then you learn so many really useful skills. But um, so I just didn't know. I think I sang. I can't remember. Sang something probably not appropriate. No, I did. I did um, what I did for love, which is one of my favorite songs. I did that at my gig, actually. You did? I did, and I loved that song. So I think that was appropriate. But I didn't have any, like, formal training or... T- I just didn't know what it was. And I remember at Carnegie Mellon, they were like, you're, you're great, but like, you, you just... It would be so much work. And I was like, well, isn't that the point of of coming to drama school? Well, in many cases, it's it for, is. Yeah. Other drama schools, that's what they want. They want... The they, raw, whatever. Uh, lots of drama ability. schools, so they, they prefer people that they can train rather than people they've got to retrain. Almost. Yeah, which I think... I think I would have been a great candidate for that, but um, nonetheless, I got into I got into like a bunch of like schools there. Weirdly, I got into, and I was waitlisted for Yale, and I think I would have got off the waitlist because they they kept emailing me about stuff, and I was like, "Why are you still emailing me? I haven't ex- I accepted elsewhere." And they were like, "Oh, you're like top whatever of the waitlist." So, and I was like, "Well, maybe should have waited and then gone there." But hey ho, made my choices. <laughs> I went to Tisch, which is a part of NYU, and I did Meisner. I did. I was at the Meisner Studio, which is like a um, method to the method, um, and I did. Most uh, most of an English degree at the same time, which was what I know very stressful, and yeah, and I had to leave early just due to various um, issues with um, health and things. And then I uh, I'm all, all well and good now, but it's probably a good shout back then to to take the leave. But I did finish a bulk of everything, but I came back and I think. I was a bit directionless. I was like, I don't even know what to do with myself. Mm-hmm. It was weird because I'd been so academic, so it felt weird that I hadn't kind of gone and done that. Um, but then my, I kind of, I didn't know what London School Musical Theatre was. I didn't realise it was a drama school. <laughs> I thought it, because I just like Googled like programmes in London. And yeah. My mum was like, oh, I found this thing. And I just didn't know what it was. I was like, sure. And I like, we emailed and were like, Hi, do you like have any availability? I just thought it was like a kind of like training 
weekend thing or something. I just hadn't done any research, evidently. And they were like, no, it's like a month before we start with full. <laughs> and I was like, oh, please. I think I sent them some videos. Because so I was like, I might as well have this this branch of training done if I'm going to do it. Because I guess I've done the singing on my own. But I thought it would be interesting to do it. And then they were like, you can come in and read and do some scenes and singing. And then I got a place. And then I went like two weeks later. So that was hilarious. Um, and then from wow. there, I got my... Then I lovely my lovely agent saw me in in the showcase shows and then I kind of ended up in this which is not necessarily the direction I saw myself taking is kind of like bulk musical musical theatre which is I just didn't know I didn't anticipate that necessarily for myself I mm. thought I'd probably either do like acting or like music mm-hmm. stuff so it was an interesting but how long ago was it that you graduated uh so probably years. Probably longer than I'd like. I think maybe three. Uh, was it summer of... Yeah, it's been th- about two and a half years, I think. I think. But you've kept yourself... You'll keep yourself very busy. You've done lots of... Yeah. You've created your own opportunities and done your own thing. And I think I think for people like me who are... I mean, it's funny because I would not... On like the surface, I would not say I'm a niche person. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like... Uh, but you have a big talent. I mean, yeah, but I feel... I think like... In terms of, like, casting, I feel this is a big... Because I was in the States, I feel like I see quite a lot of the differences. And I went back recently to see some of my friends, and I was talking to my friend who's quite a similar kind of bracket to me, and she was like, yeah, so many of the casting things here are like, oh, like, you know, unique... uh, you know, unique voices, musicality, actor Mm -hmm. musos, you know, someone who has a special blah, blah, blah. And I think that's still something that we're catching up with here. I think it's still quite, like like you know strong belt to 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 d um looks like this does this blah 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 it's very kind of like do you know what i mean i feel it's qu- still quite yeah. standard quite like it's kind of casting. changing and something like six coming along is almost a yeah. bit of a wake-up call for, for kind sure. of agents and and drama schools and stuff because we've got like that's going all over the place and they need to find a talent and that's really hard to find yeah so actually, we'd need to get you in six at some point oh god but i but i feel like i still thought that's quite that's quite new and actually it, it's kind of a new kind of vibe for mt it's kind I of agree. reshaping it a bit it's really important and i think they've done something really toby and lucy have done something really important because there's obviously there is a kind of there's a sl- slow gradual kind of um, growth towards more diversity and I think it's so so important it's so important to keeping things fresh is having not just you know obviously like new shows are really important and new theatre is so important but also just like new faces new perspectives and I think that is what needs to be the journey is like yeah just k- telling you know there's so many stories that we don't really hear and I feel like sometimes you'll get a show like for example Fun Home which I saw um in the States when it was there like probably like a month after it opened you see it on Broadway yeah yeah me too and I just was like this is so extraordinary not just because it's so wonderful and so clever but it's just so unique and I don't think there's much there's not much like it and it's a narrative that's so special to tell um, and I think that's... Very different to what you normally get on a commercial scale. Exactly. But then it's become so, like, household and pe- people always talk about it. And, like, that's the only way to kind of... In terms of all, you know, culture and, and, and television and movies, like, the way to, to encourage inclusivity is to just 
start doing it and start including, you know, being inclusive. Yeah. Um, and that for me was a big, I remember seeing that and I was like, oh, that's just the power of a narrative like that. Yeah. It's just so special. And so I think in general, there is a move towards that. Um, uh, but still, I think you get lots of breakdowns and it's very much kind of like this kind of person. Um, and you know when you walk in a room for a lot of things. And I'm not blaming teams at all because it's just the way things are. But I think, you know, they're like, oh, this is probably what this person should look like. This is probably what this, you know, not even necessarily in their brain. It's just like the way we're all programmed to think is like this role should probably look like this or this, you know, it's and I think the push towards opening that up to new things will kind of bring fresh energy um, to lots because we have so many long running shows too. Right. So it's really great to kind of shift things and I remember when Les Mis had the kind of restaging and everyone was like oh da, da, da. so I'm like well I think it's important if something's been yeah around for a lot like the world changes and and casts change and, and performers change like we should we should encourage things to be mixed you know have a have a mix up but I think for me I was like I felt you know and I'm not even particularly niche I think in in like terms of just my like traditional casting but I think also maybe it's you know I think a lot of people like me who are maybe have vocally speaking have more of a unique tone as I said before I don't go into auditions kind of like going nuts with the vocal at yeah. all I try very <laughs> carefully to, to be very kind of appropriate and but I still think if you even have a you can be seen as something that's maybe veering off the path just by maybe having you know more of a whatever contemporary quality or anything mm-hmm. um and I think I was kind of like quite quickly aware that I needed to create my own space and my own box because I wasn't necessarily getting very far in the traditional route. And I think a lot of people are doing that now. So this is when you kind of started playing around with some kind of classic musical theatre material. Yeah. And I mean, coating I d- your own slant on things. Yeah. I mean, I did, I did stuff like that from when I was so young. Like when I was right. like... 14 or 15 I was doing arrangements picking up I'm, I think I had a I had a SoundCloud I think it's like gone now like you can't find it it clearly was just like taken down because I didn't use it for long enough but I had like so many followers on it I was did really well on that and um just because I did like medleys and um, I remember some things that I really liked actually that were like my early, early things. Oh, I um, wish that was still there. Yeah, I'm sure I can find some stuff. I did a Hedwig and the Angry Inch one because I loved that show. Mm. And that was, I loved that one. I was so proud of myself for that one. Um, but then I think I did the one on YouTube that was a Hamilton one. And uh, So this was the one that kind of changed, that y- kind of put you on the map. Yeah, but it was like so early. Um, and then it kind of re-came about at a later time but I did it and I must have been like like 19 or 20 when I did it I was still uni in the States oh okay I didn't realise you were that young when that yeah, happened yeah it was it was ages ago but I remember because Lim on Wamrada tweeted about it yeah so if anyone doesn't know explain what the video was okay so it was like and then they'll go and watch it and they'll finish watching yeah. it listening to this <laughs> um, it was a mashup of Satisfied from Hamilton um, totally my casting, obviously. Uh, <laughs> and Survivor by Destiny's Child. Um, and I did that. So I did it very quickly, I think, because when I do something, I either don't do something or I just do it in like, I just basically hibernate in my room and self isolation to a T <laughs> is me sat holding my room. You've got like, the whole self isolation thing down. Oh, yeah. So I was like, um, did that very swiftly, 
I remember doing it and uh, it's like it was kind of a trend at the time it was like the kind of like six like things of you on the screen doing arrangements with yourself you're harmonizing yourself you're doing oh, different yeah. parts yourself. exactly like, yeah. yeah so I really enjoyed doing that and then I posted it so how did Lynn find it I just like it was so quick I like tagged him in it and I can't remember what I said I must have said something that made him watch it I don't know and you I'm must be- get thousands of tweets, so it must have yeah. just kind of... Because that was at the height of Hamilton's kind of It was hype. kind of just before it became crazy. Like, yeah. it was a bit... So he probably didn't have as many followers, because he saw it. Okay. And he tweeted... It was, like, literally, like, five minutes after I posted it. I was like, what is going on? It was, like, so quick. Um, just really lucky. He, I must, he must have caught it. Um, and then, like, uh, loads of... It just went a bit nuts. And how many views has it had now? I haven't looked at it in ages. It must have like 40,000 something. So it's not like crazy. 40,000 is pretty crazy. For me at the time. But I think one has more is I did a mashup of Dear Theodosia hopping on the on my own boat there. I was like, oh, get something else out. And then I took like a four-year break. So that was good. Um, <laughs> I was like, well, it's fine. Now I'll just leave it until 2025. Um, uh, it was Dear Theodosia and Hey There's Delilah. Which I did literally maybe in five minutes. Like, I literally did it. I, like, put it down. I was like, this is so fun. I'll just film it. I literally... It would have taken under an hour for me to edit it and post it. I think that's got, like, 50,000, which is funny. Because the other one took so much longer to do. That's always the way. It's always the thing that you don't try on that gets... The but success. how did that one spiral? Did, did was that It must have... Because you it, found your audience and then it just kind of spread virally like that. It must have been. Although I think it's probably also just, like, the Hamilton fandom caught wind of it and then because mm. all the comments are from Hamilton people like mm. fans so it must have been must have been when you capture a a fandom then you kind of like that's when you that's when you get off like, yeah, okay. and hop off on yeah. your journey like always has been the, the rule for me so that was crazy and then I just as I said I just didn't really do anything else because <laughs> I find it so it's, it's so that video like I was so stressed it's like really I'm so perfectionist that it takes me just to get through doing them and it's I've got so many unfinished products sitting on my on my computer that I kind of did after it and I never posted them you need to hear all of them I know but it's so it's so hard and I kind of did that I haven't really put anything on YouTube since then now I did do one thing I did a cover and like no one watched it and it took me like four days because <laughs> that always happens that's what I mean like if you just try it something, then it probably isn't going to do very well. I forgot, like, Twitter's kind of like your stopping ground as well, though. So well, it became it because I was like, this is the area. And on Instagram, like, kind of, but... Um, You've had quite a few kind of... Some of your original right, uh, stuff as well has gone kind yeah. of a bit viral on, on the Twitter. On the old Twit. That song, the... Uh, What's this the, song called? What's it? The Untitled Lesbian Sex Ballad. I was listening to it on my way here. That's so funny. I love it so much. My brand is like officially, accidentally been like, I must remain gay forever. It's like, I'm, I am like, I'm bisexual, but that's got to keep on the down low. I've got to stick with my... Scandal! No, scandal, scandal. Like, what? I know, I'm sorry guys, this is such a betrayal. I was like, oh no, I've got to just stick with this now, stick in my lane. It's fine. I'm like, I love it. Um, yeah, Gareth will be happy. To oh my god, that. Gareth! Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> I have to accompany one of his songs. It's got to be perfect. Oh, I need to. He needs to know <laughs> how much I care. I'm tagging Gareth yeah. in this. I don't care what you oh, say. Oh no, Try Gareth! I'm so sorry in advance. I'm so sorry if you're still here. Um, <laughs> he's he's hung up long ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he heard that I have his calendar. He's like, goodbye. <laughs> 
I'm handing in my notice. Um, so, yeah, but again, like, I did that for a gig for lovely Sean McCourt, who is just a star. So that was in, yes, it was, that was August of last year. And there was a video of me singing Natural Woman that, like, I don't know, had, like, whatever, many hits or something. Again, I didn't even know I was being filmed. It's always those ones. Someone else is filming me do it. Um, and I was like, oh, I have nothing to post. I'll post this. Post this. It's me, like, improvising something. And then that did quite well. And then uh, uh, then I think Sean, who does... He's a great um, performer, but also produces a bunch of stuff. He messaged and was like, oh, do you write songs? I was like, yes. I didn't write songs. I was lying. Uh, it's just like, I need some kind of exposure. So I did <laughs> So I was like, oh, my God, yeah, I do. Um, so then he asked me to do this gig, and I had, like, two months to prepare, and I wrote two songs the day before because in traditional <gasps> style so I wrote, how do you do that what's the, how's that thing it's just how i function i'm very very last minute gal i get it done but it will be very last minute i think i was just like very mortified at the thing that i was gonna have to sing like the first two songs i'd ever written at like a public event it was so it was so bad that i left it that but then i wrote that song the, like on Twitter and I hated it when I performed it I was like I hate this it's impossible to sing live so I didn't look at it for like a month and then I was like well I'm just going to record it because I'll forget it otherwise uh, so I just did it and then I posted it on Twitter and then it like blew up and I was like well <laughs> of course it's the thing that I was like I don't like this but I don't have anything else to post so I'm just going to do this um, and it's so funny it's so funny like people it's a very um, clever song, and it, it's very easy. It's very lovely to listen to. It's it's really hard to do live, which is, and I've just written a new song that's also really hard to do live because I'm keeping it, you know, keeping myself, you know, in check. It's because it's like hard, the other one of the issues is quite hard to play. So if you don't have an ideal piano setup with a mic, then it's really tricky. And it also covers like over three octaves of vocal. So oh my god, I'm, I'm such an idiot. I need to just like stick and stick in my zone because it's just it's really it's a challenge because I keep getting asked to do it and I'm like guys. It's, it's a rough one. But nothing you do, none of your arrangements that you've made for yourself, none of them are easy. So I came to no. your concert, which we're going to talk about now, and it, you just belted your face off for the entire evening, and you, you just everything was ridiculous, and it was so everything was so clever. But I was just like, how is it possible to sing like that? What are you like? What are you like with your voice? Are you? Like, do you look after it? Do you avoid certain foods? Are you steaming? Oh like, my god! Imagine if it was that. I just I, you I do nothing. I don't do any of that. I think. So I how mean, can I you d- sing like that? Because I, I am very lucky that I again I like didn't know what it was when I because I think I learned to kind of like in quotation marks belt. I, was, I must have been like <laughs> I must have been like nineteen. There's actually a video. Of the first time I'm, I did it. Oh my gosh, what were you singing? I, I was singing Dangerous Woman by Ariana Grande and it had just been yeah. released. And there's literally a video of me like singing it and I'd never been able to do it before. But because it's 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 not a bell, it's a mix. So uh, it's 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 just not, it's not a belt, but it sounds like a mix. The other way around, it sounds like a belt, but it's not. But I didn't know what a mix the was. Art, but that's the art of belting, it's a mix. Yeah, I don't know how people actually belt. No, well... Like for that extended period of time, because it's so well to sustain a belt, you to have sustain. to mix it. You can't you can't properly belt eight times a week. That wouldn't be healthy. Exactly, and when you're on mic as well, like it's it's a different kettle of fish. But I've got much. I 
it's like working I'm still have you know like doing so much work and always pushing to improve and I I like love legit musicals so much it's like my new goal is to get that voice really strong not very on brand but <laughs> nonetheless um so you're very off brand this is very off brand this is honest. like I'm going off the road guys uh <laughs> really we're just <laughs> decided to just change my whole career um but I like it's so funny to me because people are just like oh like I did it I'm I just sat like in my room and just like copied people I didn't have like singing lessons really and maybe sometimes you know what sometimes I think that's quite a good thing not necessarily for everybody but for me the fact that I just like knew like what to do with my voice because I just sat with it for so many years you you were naturally able to find it kind of yeah but it took so long like it took so long and I think I think I can I'm quite a good impersonator and I have like good like pitching and stuff so I think I could kind of listen to people and hear what they were doing so I would like copy like my favorite singers do you know what I mean I would who are your sit. favorites you've got Ariana I love her she wasn't that big when I was kind of learning though do you um, like I mean she's not this this isn't like global but do you like Shoshana Bean I'm obsessed with that. I was literally just gonna say Shoshana oh, okay, because good. I would sit and I would uh copy her there's a video of her singing like the grainiest video like literally like on some cruise she did, probably in like 2010 or something. Of what song? Of her doing Ready to Be Loved, which is a Pasa and Paul song from Edges. Mm. Um, and I was so, I like was so obsessed with it. And I was like, how the hell is this like happening? So I would just sit and copy her. I would, uh, who else would I do? Uh, Lindsay Mendez, I was obsessed with. Okay, these are all Broadway people. Lindsay Mendez was the original in Dogfight. She's yeah. She's also a legend. She's incredible and just like so one of the great alphabets too. Um, mm. She's well known over there. People don't really know her. She's here as much. No. She um, should do one of those oh Club God. 11 shows or something. I'm sure that people are. I saw her in Carousel a couple of years ago. On oh Broadway. my God, I know. Which I'm so devastated. And I didn't she's see. such good comedic actress as well and has this beautiful, legit voice. It's so unfair. Like her and Jesse Mueller doing Carousel. I was like, you're literally know. serious. I was like, you cannot do it all. No, it's so annoying. That broke me. Mm. I was like, that's a joke. One of my favourite shows. Weirdest show ever, but great. Um, so I like. I remember listening to her. There was like certain things I would just say. Okay, but this is all good though, because this, this is you getting obsessed with like Broadway peeps. Kind of, yeah. But, but with, a diff- with a different twist, you know, they all have their very own uniqueness about them. Yeah, but I... That's those, inspirational. I'm just, those are kind of musical theatre people I can think of. I was obsessed. I mean, I'm like Barbara Streisand to the bone, like my, my favourite person Preach. in the world. Um, so I listened to her a lot and... Uh, do you know it's funny? I used to listen a lot to very specific Christina Bianco, who's doing uh, yes. Fanny Bryce right now in Paris, and she was so amazing to me because she could just do her impressions were so good. Christina Bianco just can do anything with her voice. She's she amazing. must know her voice so well. To I know do what she does exactly. So I was like so obsessed with that, and I would just and it's so she like followed me on Twitter recently, and I was like Aww. I lost my mind. I was like oh my god. My no, the biggest one was Deborah Cox, who again, not that many people know who she is. She just uh, she's done tons of stuff, but she was she just did the Bodyguard most she recently did, US tour. But like before she even did shows, yeah, she's like I'm not just she's I'm not saying this lightly. Sing. I'm not saying this lightly because I'm like so devoted to Whitney. But like that is like Whitney's spirit entered that woman. Like I literally nobody's supposed to be here it's probably one of the greatest pop vocal performances of all time and I truly cannot sing it and I try like every day because it's so incredible and like 
she like tweeted me about my song and I just like <gasps> I like she what? replied to it like something and I was like that can't be her it must be a different Deborah Cox and what? I went on her Twitter I just like cried for like an hour I was like I couldn't believe it she's just like the best singer in the world that's ridiculous um, I just like was agog I was like I couldn't believe it um, but that was crazy but Christina Benko I loved because I was like I love people who did impressions because I was like how are they doing that how are they melding their voice to do that I loved Christian Chenoweth I think she's the queen of mix just like she can sing anything and it's so clear mm. and fabulous and so her own brand you know she's like yeah totally. she's so herself and like that's so cool that she's established herself as like who she is mm-hmm. so I loved all those people I listened to a lot of pops Kelly Clarkson Jojo oh my god I'm seeing Jojo in concert soon and I'm just cannot <laughs> wait <laughs> Hayley from Paramore I listened to a lot lots of pop singers who had just that great uh, super cool like control like Jojo like the riffs were just bananas I saw Kelly Clarkson live as a child obsessed perfect vocal so I think just sitting and listening to people and then I kind of figured out how my voice did it but it took me so long and I'd say this to the kids I teach now I'm like guys like it's not I do riff workshops I'm like this is not just a, a one off it's not an overnight thing I sat for two years and just like looked in the mirror and just practiced this stuff over mm. and over because you have to it's just practice and I kind of kind of I still have so much work to do still so that's what I mm-hmm. that's my like advice to anybody mm-hmm. if people are like oh, I can't riff I'm like but I like couldn't either but I was like I just want to do it because I couldn't belt at the time so I was like I need to have something mm-hmm. so I just anything legit stuff I'm just like I want to learn so I'm going to learn but it's going to take me ages to get the full classical thing mm-hmm. but I think just people don't have patience for practice nowadays and I think you have to put in the hours, so mm. to speak, for anything. So we have jumped around a little bit, so... Classic me. <laughs> no, classic me. We were, we were bad influence on each other. But then going back to your show that you then yeah. did, so you'd kind of... All this stuff was going viral and you'd done shows for Sean, who produced your solo show before. I love him. So when he asked you if you wanted to do your own solo show at Sodell's, were you like, what? I just said like no I was like why would I want to do that <laughs> I was like what because I was originally I was like oh I'm going to host the plan was to host like a cabaret mm-hmm. not my own solo show which I would like to still do um, at some point I can't remember what I wanted to call it it was um, <laughs> I had like various like pun names to do with <laughs> I'm sure you it was did. like horrific or something, but like riff in the middle. Um, uh, horrific. Because horrific. just as like a kind of tongue in cheek to respond to all the people on Twitter who are like, I hate when people riff in musical theatre. Like, tell the story. I'm like, but like, also, can people just have fun? Like, <laughs> you're feeling the music, you're telling that story like through. It's absolutely melody, like I'm hello. Like, I like, and I was we'll it melody. I know, and like obviously, I was like, obsessed with Aretha and stuff as a kid, and oh my god, obsessed. And I was like, you, you're, you telling me that that you well, my, don't listen to that my, and think visceral yeah. emotion. One of my favorite videos of all time is when she did at the Kennedy Center Honors for Carol King. Oh and my god, she performed Natural Woman, and she stands up from the piano and takes that coat off and. I watch that maybe once a month at least. I watch and it. Well, I that have it saved. Kills me. I mean, that is just for me like most one of the most moving performances. That's the thing I feel anyone's ever given. That's what I feel like. I think it's such a misconception that like contemporary vocal 
doesn't have emotional meaning. I think, sure, there are people who do do it for the sake of it, but you can tell when someone musically feels it. And they, exactly. And they're, they're telling that, that emotion, that story, and they're, and they're in it, and you just, no, that's crazy. I it's, think it's incredible. Dis- it disregards, like, the roots of so much of modern music, which is soul mm. and gospel. Yeah, totally. And, like, the roots of pop, like, rest in these kind of arenas where, yeah. where, you know, vocal acrobatics, as people kind of call it, as if it's kind of... It's like... <laughs> and I, I obviously, as I said, like earlier, like I don't think it's a thing of like, oh, I do it in every situation, <laughs> like because I would, and in audition I would never. But sometimes you're just like, let people have fun, like let people feel it. I don't. I think it's so. You see something like color purple and stuff like that, and that kind of big vocal, like it doesn't have to be some crazy, crazy kind of big high belty thing all the time to be moving that's mm. not at all true but I think sometimes it's earned like I don't know why it's like and often I kind of will call it out sometimes because I'm like I feel like it's not you never see someone being like oh like oh I wish somebody would maybe like bring a bit of something new to this this role because it feels a bit you know mm. everyone kind of doing the same thing which again I think is often just expected it's not like people doing it you know on purpose and as I've said like I'm just like a Roger and Hammerstein you know disciple um (laughs) obsessed obsessed i love it so much but like i just feel like it's not it's not fair so i i was kind of doing this tongue-in-cheek idea for 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 a cabaret of getting people in and like and no i'm galperin who i who was my md and i do lots of stuff with him who's just like geniuses of geniuses like honestly if anybody's listening to this who needs any kind of md or arranger or just anything hire this man he is the i literally cannot express to you he is un he's unbelievable unparalleled and i'm so critical <laughs> and so like <laughs> the first person to find like fault and i just think he is just so amazing but we both do that we love to just like take stuff and just be like really mean <laughs> um and just change it because it's fun so i was going to do that anyway and then Sean was like but here's an idea He's like, do you want to just do your solo show and just kind of do the same theme? And I was like, no one's going to come to that. Like, no one's going to come. I was like, literally, why would it Fast any- forward. I and know. then you sold out. I was like, who, who is who's coming to it's this? Incredible. It's incredible. Because people can, so it can be really hard for people to sell out, you know, these kind of cabarets. There's a lot of them now. Yeah, But that just are. shows, it speaks, you know, you have an audience and you engage with the audience in the right way, then the people will come. Yeah, I think the power of the internet... It was just so funny to me. And, like, so many people were like... But I do this when you're like, oh, I'm not going to buy tickets until, like, a bit later because you don't know what's going to happen. And then so many people were like, oh, my God, it's sold out. I was like, yeah, I told you. Mm. I did say, like, I think it's going to sell out. Um, <laughs> for some reason, I don't know who the hell's coming. Um, but it was crazy. I was so... Uh, I was like... And I think people think you're just kind of, like, full of bollocks if you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I really was just, like, confused. But yeah, I just thought it was quite fun to just completely stick to brand and just do some... It was amazing. ...some destruction. Do you remember anything of that night? Because there uh, must have been a lot. That must have been like a lot to take in. It was a lot. I was so nervous. I was like crying before I went on. You were crying? I was so nervous. Because you know what? Like, people are like paying to see you, right? Like, and... I was so keen to just do such like a show. So I had the band 
on this tiny stage. I had like backing singers and all this stuff because I was just like, oh, I want to give people their money's worth. Um, I'm such a vehement believer in that. I want, you know, to provide as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just was like, I just want it to, I want it to be good of course. for people. And I'm so, and I also, yeah. So I was very nervous. And then I think I came on stage and, uh, they're very kind of efficient there. So they were like, we need to get on stage. I was like, oh my God, it's like just like one minute past. And I was like completely losing it. Um, it really has like chilled me out though. Like since then I've been very relaxed because I think it just put things into perspective for me. It was kind of needed. But I walked on stage and I couldn't really see anything. But I, I remember you sort of like walked on, you just picked up the mic and you just started talking. I was like, like hi. I was like, hi. I was like, what are you doing here? I was like so confused. I really was like, it was so weird. I was like, what are you doing here? And I could hear my friend, specifically my friend Zoe laughing. She's got such a specific laugh. And then I kind of chilled out. I was like, I just literally heard her laughing and I was like, I feel fine. She was cackling and I was like, it's fine. I was like, those people are here. So um, it was so funny i I haven't posted like any of the videos though because i just um i wish i'd never watched any of them because it means i look back and i'm like oh that bit was bad that wasn't good so i wish i'd just like done a just not filmed it because i'm so perfectionist that my highlight was the many highlights but what (laughs) i did for love at the end oh my god i literally we rehearsed that together insane arrangement but we rehearsed that four of you yeah we rehearsed that about maybe like three hours before together (sighs) if if that because Kaylee couldn't come to the to the rehearsal in the day so we rehearsed that together as a four at like 5pm and it was like ridiculous yeah well no I did the the band for it and I did the vocal arrangement for it but I was lucky because I had those those three um with me uh, it was very, it was very last minute, but I just, me and Noah, I'm like, love, that's, we love chorus line. So again, that was quite honor, that was quite honoring the, we weren't kind of completely, we did like vocal, like fun vocals, but it wasn't kind of like straying vastly from the original because I love it so much. No, it was beautiful. Um, I love that people like, like that. Again, I, I watched it. I was like, no, I can't, it's not, it's just, I'm so... I'm so... I never go and watch anything and, like, go, like, oh, that moment has ruined it for me. Like, ever, ever, ever. I just, like, love enjoying people, you know, people's talent and people's work. But somehow, like, when I'm watching my things, I'm sure I'm not alone in this. Just, like, I just, like, I'm like, no, there's too many. There's, like, that mistake. I posted one and I still didn't like it, but I still posted it because I had so many people asking me where it was. <laughs> so I have still stuff I should I should post from it. Uh, me and Lem's duet, that was my favourite. I need to post it because it was so funny. Everyone you had, all your guests were Ridiculous. Unreal. It was one of those really special nights. And for me, it was really exciting because that was the first time that I'd kind of... Yeah. I'd seen your stuff on, like, Twitter and stuff. And and Bobby, your agent, said, oh, come along to this. It'll be, yeah. you know, I really want you to see her. And I was like, okay. And I had no idea what to expect. And then I was like, holy moly. <laughs> I don't think hour. Bobby knew what, what it was. I think I was like, I'm doing this show. She's like... Okay, and she like came. She's like, "What?" I don't think she anticipated. It was ridiculous. The chaos. So it you was... need to do. We need to find like a gap in that touring schedule to do some more. To do another one. Um, I'd love. I'd love to do another one. Because um, I'm sure there's a lot of people who, well, hopefully now listening to this, feel very left out that they weren't there. Oh my god, guys! Like, you missed a good night. <laughs> I loved it. I'm so. I'm so happy you were there because it was. It was really. It was as I said. It was, was a special. big. It was special. I wish I hadn't watched any of the videos back though because I just 
don't like watching myself. It's awful. <laughs> but this would be great because I never have to watch it. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. literally don't have to watch it back. It's the best possible thing. Can't wait. I mean, well, we've been going for almost an hour. Oh my god! I just please cut so much of this. <laughs> Let, are you ready for touring? I have. I'm, I'll find. I've got a present for you. But are you ready for present? Um, are you ready for touring? Um, prepared. I mean, like, if we like, bags. if we can, I hope. I hope it's not postponed. Well, Fingers crossed. So it's a long tour, so worst comes to worst, it'll be delayed. We'll won't be. It? We'll like whatever happens. It's going to happen. At some we're going to cut loose. This footloose is going for longer than coronavirus. Let oh, me tell you, guys, listen. There's nothing. How long are you talking? It's like a year. It's over. A it's year. like I think we scheduled to finish in july next year oh yeah coronavirus would be oh yeah history. coronavirus ain't got nothing on on a foot list we're gonna just dance have everything crossed i've everything crossed me too i'm i i really i know i have total faith in it and um i am so excited i'm so i like i it sounds like so of course you're gonna say that but like it's such a thing i like it's, it's my first deal. i've done like shows but i this is like such yeah. a I haven't done very much. As I said, I've been kind of sitting at home crafting my own brand to try and get into doors. And there we go. Okay, I've got a present. This is this didn't come on tour with you. What have you given me? I saw Kelly McKnight was. Oh my god! Yes. Yay! What I is it's a mug and it's got West End Frame on it. I'm on brand. Kelly McKnight Instagram today. You see her Insta story. She was she was self isolating with her West End <laughs> Frame mug, mug, and I was like, "You're so brand." That's so going to be me binging previous episodes on my own, like <laughs> drinking tea. Briefly, Kelly McKnight talked about me on this podcast for about 15 minutes the other day, so I do need to give honourable mention to the most best singer I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> No joke. You, you two together, I just you should be banned from sharing a stage. It's oh, not okay. She. It's not okay. She's the best singer in the world. <laughs> she's now who I listen to. To like, she's my new like Shoshana Bean. Mm-hmm. I sit. I went to her concert. and I was like, I actually feel. So I feel embarrassed for every other singer. I like. I'm waiting for her. She needs to be just famous now. Mm. Like I just think big things are coming. Big oh, things are coming for both of you. Big things are coming for her. I I and we'll laugh about how you used to be friends and well, how you still, used to, you know. we used to be friends. We're going to as soon as fame hits. <laughs> we'll be, we'll laugh about how you were friends before you were both famous. Oh my that's God. what I was trying to say. She is like the best. I don't know how she <laughs> I'm in a I love her so I just think she's just so next level and also I have made her do so many hard arrangements and she probably just doesn't want anything to do anymore. <laughs> Anytime I'm like, do you want to sing something? She's like, no. <laughs> She's like, I don't have three weeks to prepare <laughs> for this duet that you're going to arrange. It's going to be too complicated. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. I just know you can do it. So I'm making you do it. So it's very mean, but oh, Queen Kaylee, I love you. She's probably listening. She's everything. She's everything. She's everything. Um, thank you so much for doing oh my this. God. It's been a pleasure to self-isolate with you. It's dreams because I just, uh, as you know, I just talked to myself on the on the on the train. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of. <laughs> it's nice you had someone to talk to. Yeah, it's like thank God I can just. Um, I just always have a lot to say. So, I hope most of this is cut. No. My it's... only message to everybody is: um, wash your hands. Don't go to hospital if you aren't gravely ill. Um, be nice to the old people who mm, live near you. Help neighbors. help them. Anyone who's got any kind of mental health issue, please, please be really like, please contact them. Mm. 
and talk to them is so important because mm. being on your own when you're in that way is really bad. I just think industry minds are still open and they're, yes. they're doing lots of online cancelling and talking. And yeah, I have Samaritans links in my on in my your, Twitter. Yeah, in your Twitter bio. Please, 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 if anyone ever feels any like, and also I'm I'm op- open for you know business of anyone it just if you feel lonely please like know that there are probably other people who are feeling lonely too so um at this time it's really important to just have each other's back but please don't go to hospital if you're not ill because that's just the worst thing you can do because you will get ill and please just just you know take care of yourselves on a on a more serious note yeah um and one day at a time just listen to you know Take some Netflix time if you need to, but try and live your... Don't, you know, stop everything in your life because it's, it's not worth it. Um, just just take care of yourselves. I think it's really... Imp- Industry mm. Minds, as you said, still taking s- Skype calls. Lots of places are. Just ring Samaritans, you know, any of them. Just don't be... Don't suffer in silence. No. Now more than ever, that's very important. Absolutely. So please Absolutely. reach out to people and reach out to your friends if you know people um, who mm. might be struggling in these mm. situations. So Amazing words, yeah. Really my important advice. advice. Really important advice. Yes. Thank you again. Good luck with Footloose. Thanks. Enjoy your mug. I'm going to enjoy my mug. see you at the next concert. I can't oh, wait. Book out we... So Nels is currently shut, but when it's open, we'll, oh my God. we'll get the... a date yeah, it's fine. In. It's fine. I'll be dancing my way through career now. <laughs> um, my genuine career. <laughs> path is being fulfilled <laughs> thank you so much of course. thank you so much thank you so much to evie for taking time out to talk to me you can follow evie on both twitter and instagram at ev rose lane that is E, V, then Rose, then Lane. And if you haven't seen those YouTube videos that we discussed, you need to get online immediately and watch them now. She's insane. Um, Thank you so much for listening to this episode of In The Frame. After a couple of weeks away, it's so lovely to be back in podcasting land. There's lots more to come over the coming weeks and the coming months. So please hit that subscribe button and stay tuned for lots more. If you enjoy this episode of In The Frame, please leave a little rating, maybe write a little review, um, and make sure you check out our other podcast, The West End Frame Show. It's on a short hiatus at the moment, but still go and check it out. There's lots of old episodes you can catch up with. I'll be back next Friday with Jordan Shaw, who just finished touring internationally as Simba in The Lion King. Hold up. 